planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Welcome back to Rabbit Noise. Joining me on the program now is Tobias, the mastermind behind Ed Guy and Avantasia. How are you going, man? Um, it's it's amazing. Uh, it's getting summer here, as opposed to Australia. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm doing fine. Doing promotion for a great album and speaking to the other end of the world. I mean, the other side of the world. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to call Australia end of the world, but um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. No worries. Uh, we are close to the end of the world. We're very close to uh, Antarctica, I believe. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that was right, yeah. <laughs> One of the two. All right, well, uh, your 10th Ed Guy album, Space Police, Defenders of the Crown, is due out here very soon. Tell us a little bit about the concept behind the album. Well, actually, there is no concept really behind the album. The only, the only concept was uh, to make a typical Edgar album and avoid making a concept album, um, which which I um, really had done. I, I've had my share of conceptual things with Avantasia, and I've had my fill, so to speak. So, um, well, the new album is is uh, it's it's all typical Edgar and. Um, it's it's a very very innocent album and a very um, I I'd say um, spontaneous and even naive album in the in the in a, in a positive way um, because after I came back from the Avantasia tour um, in in August 2013 I knew that my Edgar fellows were about to um, I mean they were ready to record a new album and. I, I knew they had been waiting and they had been on hiatus for quite some time. So um, I said, let's go, let's enter the studio and let's let's work on a new album. Let's start right now and book the studio in two months and see what we have come up with by that time, material-wise, and then go into the studio. That was an insane schedule because I didn't have any songs finished yet at that point and the rest of the guys either. So... Um, so yeah, it was we were putting an immense pressure on ourselves, but we knew that we could interrupt the production process any time uh, if we wouldn't come up with the material in time. But to cut a long story short, um, it is a very spontaneous album, and every song is typical Ed Guy, and we did not think twice, we did not second guess, we didn't have the time to second guess, we just did what we can do best, deliver what is Ed Guy, pretty much. It's an epic album. I was uh, just listening to it before, and the word that comes to mind is triumphant. I guess that's Ed Guy's sound, but when you listen to it, you know it puts you in a good mood, makes you want to party. It's not. It's it's not only. It's not only the. Uh, the, the not only the sound. The whole career is triumphant. So. <laughs> no, oh uh, sure. Uh, that's that's a, that's a nice word to put it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, and uh, the album cover as well with the. Uh, Space Police on the front. Uh, who comes up with the idea for uh, y- your album covers? Do you like it? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. 
Oh, it was my idea. It was my idea. Of course, it was my idea. Who else did you think of whose idea was? <laughs> no, uh, serious, seriously. Um, we, we we just wanted to have a flashy artwork, and we wanted to have something that would yell at the viewer. And um, and of course, the first working title of the album was "Defendant of the Crown." But we thought that was too cliche, and the record label immediately suggested, "Oh, great idea! Let's put some knights and some swords and some, you know, some of that cliche stuff on there, and that's a great way to market the album as a heavy metal album, and everybody will love it." Ed uh, guys doing a heavy metal album, and I said, "Yeah, what have we done in the past? Jazz albums or what?" So, <laughs> so uh, we said, "Ah, no, that's too obvious. Let's change the title. Let's go for." Um, for something more odd and um, we had that other song Space Police and I thought Space Police is a great album title because no heavy metal band actually which is paradox uh, no heavy metal band would dare to call their album Space Police um, because that's uh, I mean heavy metal is a very risky kind of music Mm. but that would be too risky for those real heavy uh, you know um, superheroes in loincloth uh, to call an album um, Space Police. So we said, okay, we go we go for Space Police. And then we combined the both, and we thought we need a cover that would yell at the viewer, just like the music. The music is great. It needs attention, so let's get that attention. And we had the idea, oh, what about a, an 80s style or 70s style porn uh, police cop with a mustache just like in Village People. <laughs> Um, you know, that that was, of course, we knew that there would be some people who would say, mm, maybe no, <laughs> but, uh, well, that's been, that's been, you know, our guideline for, for the last 22 years to do things that a lot of people would maybe say, maybe no uh, about. And, uh, yeah, and here we are with uh, a real weird cover. But, uh, I mean, it, it sticks out, not like a sore thumb, but like a beautiful golden shining thumb. Uh, yeah. put it into the record shelf and um, yeah it's weird that it yells at the viewer and that's what the music does so mission accomplished <laughs> oh I'd definitely say so because it definitely sparks the imagination because when I saw the album cover I was like I couldn't stop staring at it I'm like what's the story behind the space police and the and that little creature thing that's on his arm and yeah I love it it's awesome it's not little, it's just the perspective. I think the creature in the original, the original creature is probably about, I would say, 24 meters long, including the tail. So it's just, um, it's just, um, you know, it's, it's just a matter of the ankle and, and, and uh, uh, not the ankle, the angle. <laughs> it doesn't really have, it has ankles, I think, it has feet. But, uh, but it's a matter of the angle, you look at it. So it's about 20 to 24 meters long, uh, the, the original creature, just just oh, to be precise, you know. That's awesome, man. <laughs> I love it, eh? Well, uh, you kicked off your career at a very young age, and you're still out there kicking ass to this day. How do you feel that you have progressed as a singer and songwriter since you started that many years ago? I mean, as a singer, I can say that, that um, I was playing around with my voice, more often, and and I, I just try to discover, not discover new ways of singing, but 
Yeah, I try to discover new ways of singing and invent them, do something for humankind and the history of music. Um, not so much for myself. Uh, no, seriously, it's, it, it, I, I just try to, um, you know, to, uh, to have more, to show more of my influence. And, and I think when I was a young singer, I was just trying to sound, to sing as high as possible, uh, as impressive as possible, but feeling was not so, it was very overrated in the early days. Mm. So, um, so I, I think, you know, it's, I just allowed to get those influences in, into my musical, let them shine through musically. And also, um, also, I mean, vocally and, and also uh, uh, songwriting-wise, um, stuff like, you know, in the early days, you could only hear in very brief moments uh, that, that, you know, the basics of our music that we play is pretty much based on blues, at least in my book of heavy metal. It's it's all blues-based music. It's soul-based music. And it was singers like Jorn Lander when they first worked with me on Avantasia that were really, really making that clear to me. And that, you know, like, I was so impressed um, by how he was including soul and blues elements into power metal music. And that's something that that I was always inspired and influenced by blues bands. My first bands were that I liked were bands like, like uh, um, well, Dio and, and, and Rainbow and, and Whitesnake and ACDC, of course, everybody mm-hmm. loved ACDC. So that was my first favorite band, and it's all blues-based music, rock and roll-based music, and uh, the music we play is very classically influenced. It's very, very, uh, it, it's built around weird chord progressions, and uh, not so weird, but, you know, more classical influence. It's it's more uh, layered music, and I think the way those two kinds of music go together, that had to be developed and established throughout our career at least for us and you know nowadays when I do songs for example like um, The Eternal Wayfarer that's clearly influenced by by Ronnie Dio and by um, I'd say even Glenn Hughes and Mm. I was always I always loved those singers but when I was a young kid I did not know um, or didn't even have the idea to let that influence shine through I just wanted to sing as high as possible sound like a dog whistle and and that's 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 pretty much changed. And I'm really really happy because uh, you get so much more diverse, and that opens so many doors for yourself to feeling worlds, to new uh, territories um, of of musical feeling that you know just enriches your music. And, and that that's what I feel. You know, purists would say, ah, nah, he's coming up with with some bluesy stuff, as we did, for example, on Tinnitus Sanctus. Uh, you know, the, the bluesy side of mine was really taken over, maybe, in, in stuff like Sex, Fire, Religion, and even stuff like, like uh, the, the blues and rock and roll side was taken over. With this album, I think the classic metal side is a little more prominent than mm. um, than the blues side, but it's always been, been uh, more or less obvious that there's more influence than just... European classic music in in our metal. <laughs> when you hear Ed Guy, you know it's Ed Guy. No, that's a, that's a good thing, I think. I mean, it, it's just uh, that's what I said about the album earlier on when I did it in, in another interview. It's it's always all ten songs on the album. There's not one song that reflects the whole album or that would um, stand for the whole for the whole album. But 
each song is is typical Edgar in a way. Each song, each of those ten songs, and you could not pick one. There's always that question: if an alien would come to Earth and you would have to show him one song so he would grasp the idea of Edgar, what would it be? Well, you can't do that. And that's what, I mean, the record label even has a hard time to market us. They say power metal. If you say power metal, there's a, whatever that expression means, there will always be some people who say, that's not power metal, there's ballads on there. And then if you say it's a rock band, people will say, no, it's not rock. It's got double bass drums. It's a power metal. And, you know, so it's really, really hard to, to um, label this band or to put it in a pigeonhole. But at the same time, Edgar fans know how distinctive this sound is of this band, and and that we're Edgar. That that's it's a compliment. It's not necessarily it's it doesn't necessarily help selling records, but it feels good from an artistic point of view. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that should be enough. You just go, it's Edgar. You know, it's gonna blow your face off. What else do you want? It's a, it's an epic album, man. I, I I really really dig it. But it's been a while since uh, you guys have been down here. When can we expect the Ed guy down in Australia? I hope so. I hope so because uh, I mean I've I've never made it a secret that I love Australia. Um, it's, it's 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 just great to be there. The only problem of Australia is that it's so far away from 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 us. That's the only yeah. disadvantage. But on the other way. On the other hand, if it would be closer, I mean, everybody would go there and tour, and then Australia would not be what it is if it would be more connected to the rest of the world. That's probably part of the magic of Australia. You don't feel that because you're there all the time, but for me it was great because it's... I mean, Australian people are very, very, very special. The whole atmosphere. I mean, it's 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 very European, and at the same time it's way more relaxed, and you know it's so far away... It's, uh, it's. I've felt very, very, very good every time we've been over there, and the fans are great. And um, it's, it's. I, I just, I hope it's gonna happen. I mean, on this tour, we haven't even been to Japan on the on the last tour on on Age of the Joker, because we had so many things to be to be done here in Europe that we only went went um, overseas for a, for a brief visit of uh, Central and South America. That was it. The rest was mm. Europe and Europe again, and then Europe with Deep Purple, and then European festivals. And I just I hope that with this tour we will come over to do way more overseas stuff, and of course include Australia. That's I mean, that's I hope so, and I'm very optimistic it's going to happen, but not this year. Probably next year. Well, we'll be counting down the days until it's uh, announced. That's for sure. Because uh, we need to see you guys down here in Australia. There'll be beers ready to for you. So uh, let's make it happen. Yeah. Well, we really, we really hope it's going to happen. We're going to go to the track "Love Tiger" off uh, your brand new album, Space Police. Thanks so much for taking the time to hang out with us uh, tonight, Tobias. And uh, well, can't wait for the album to drop here. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, and hope to see everybody in Australia on the road. Uh, until then, enjoy the record, and um, yeah, hope to see you within the next 12 months on some Australian stage. I'm very optimistic it's going to happen. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. Planning on traveling this summer? 
Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 